Welcome to the Habesha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 27. This is the final episode of the season for 2018. You know, podcasting is such a time commitment from generating content to production. I have so much respect for those who do this year-round weekly and even more respect for those who do this daily. However, for me, around the holidays, I just want to be more present with the family, you know. Not to mention, we are welcoming twins in the next two months. So yeah, I'm pretty busy with my honeydew lists and just getting our place ready for that. You know, wish me luck on that. So We'll go ahead and get into the episode. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about saving for college and ways to do this outside of simply putting the money in an old-fashioned bank account, you know, that's earning less than 1% or less than 2% interest uh, year over year for 18 or however many years that you'll be saving for your child or even yourself. You know, maybe you have plans to go into college and thinking about having an educational savings account of some sort that you can use personally. So the main question really, right, are your kids going to go to college, right? Are your kids getting ready to go to college? Are you getting them ready? Sooner than later, you're going to realize the cost of a college education, and hopefully you are taking steps to prepare. Students today are graduating from four-year colleges with an average of $30,000 in student loans. As someone who's graduated with over $40,000 in student loans, I understand the problems that students face. Now that I'm a parent, I also understand our opportunity to help our children make good financial choices. That's one of the reasons why I started the Brother FI blog. As parents and adults, we have to take action to ensure that the next generation isn't burdened with the same problems we faced. There are just way too many resources and opportunities for anyone to have to graduate from college with debt. And so on this episode, I'm going to cover four different accounts us parents can contribute to and the one that I recommend for my fellow residents of Georgia. Let's start with the Coverdale Educational Savings Account. The Coverdale Educational Savings Account is a pretty good way to save for just about any part of your child's education. From kindergarten to after high school, funds in your child's Coverdale ESA can be used for educational purposes tax-free. You contribute after-tax dollars and the earnings grow tax-free. The Coverdale ESA does have a $2,000 per year maximum contribution limit and certain income restrictions. According to IRS Publication 970, quote, if your modified adjusted gross income is less than $110,000, and $220,000 if you're filing a joint return, you may be able to establish a Coverdell ESA to finance the qualified education expenses of a designated beneficiary. For most taxpayers, modified adjusted gross income is the adjusted gross income as figured on their federal income tax return, end quote. If you don't meet the income limits, you still have a great opportunity to save for your child's education in other tax advantage vehicles that I'll be getting into in a bit. If you decide to use a Coverdell ESA, 
you have up to when the beneficiary reaches age 18 to contribute and note the funds must be used before the child turns 30. If there are funds left over by the time your child reaches 30, you have the option to change the designated beneficiary as long as the new beneficiary meets the IRS requirements. Basically, any and all family members of the beneficiary can be selected as long as they are under the age of 30. For more information on Coverdale ESAs, check out IRS Publication 970. That's the go-to source. That's the final authority on the proper way of using a Coverdale ESA, and I recommend that you go check them out. Investment control in the Coverdale ESA is most optimal as you pretty much have full control over what your contributions can be invested in. Unlike 5 to 9 plans where the provider typically has the control, this gives you access to more mutual funds and other investment opportunities to maximize your children's funding for school. So when it comes down to it, I like the Coverdell ESA. It does have that flexible opportunity to be able to put money in and invest it in the way you want. But as we're going to see, it's not the personal choice that we are using to save for our children's education. The next method of saving for college is through the 529 plans. There's no doubt 529s are a great tool for any parent of any income level to save for college. 529 plans are typically coordinated by a state or an educational institution. Almost every state in the U.S. offers 529 plans. Even if your state doesn't offer one, you can still open a 529 in another state and use the account for any school virtually anywhere. Yes, this means international too. There are some international schools that you can apply the funds in a 529 for. So if you're a resident of Florida, you can actually open a 529 plan in California and your child can go to college in the state of Georgia. Like, that's pretty cool. Be sure to confirm the college you want to go to or your child wants to go to is eligible for Title IV federal student aid. That is key. That is important. Just make sure that the college your child wants to go to and the college that you're going to use these funds for is eligible for Title IV federal student aid. Now, there are two types of 529 plans, the prepaid tuition plan and the college savings plan. For this episode, I'm only covering the college savings plan because I personally don't think prepaying college tuition is necessary. And there are a few restrictions with prepaid tuition plans that make this plan simply unattractive to me. If there is interest, I can certainly do a detailed breakdown of the other type of 529 plan sometime in the future. But for this episode, we're going to talk about the college savings portion. Now, while contributions to a 529 plan are not tax deductible on a federal level, the earnings do grow tax-free just like the Coverdell ESA, which is a great benefit if you're able to start one of these plans when your child is very, very young. Depending on what state you live in, you may be eligible for state tax deductions. Contributing to a 529 plan could lower your state tax liability, meaning you keep more of your hard-earned money. 
For example, quote, contributions to the Georgia 529 plan of up to $2,000 per beneficiary per year for those filing a single return and $4,000 per year per beneficiary for those filing a joint return are deductible in computing Georgia taxable income. So you do get some tax breaks on a state level when it comes to the 529 plan for certain states. You got to check with a tax professional to make sure that you get that tax benefit of having a 529 plan. And if it makes sense, if you're in a state that offers tax breaks for having a 529 plan. Now, another great advantage of the 529 plan is that there are no income limits. Pretty much anyone can open a 529 plan, unlike a Roth IRA or Coverdale Educational Savings Account, which have those income restrictions. Enrolling in a 529 plan is very easy. While investment in choices can be limited, I still like the 529 plan if you are able to get a state tax deduction. So you want to make sure that you get that state tax deduction, even though you may have some limitations when it comes to choosing investments. One more great point, uh, one more great point about the 529 plan. As of December 26, 2017, thanks to the new tax law signed by President Trump, you can use funds in the 529 plan for qualified, quote, expenses for tuition in connection with enrollment or attendance at an elementary or secondary public, private, or religious school. This is huge because now you can save even more for basically all levels of school. And this wasn't the case before. Before this update on December 26, 2017, 529 plans were only for college, but now you can use 529 plans for basically all levels of school. You definitely want to check again with a tax professional, a financial professional, how having a 529 plan can help serve you best. And just to make sure that you're up to par with the changes of our tax laws. And so the last method involve UGMAs and UTMAs. What does that stand for? Well, UGMA stand for the Uniform Gifts to Minors Act, and UTMA, U-T-M-A, stands for the Uniform Transfers to Minors Act. And these are similar yet, you know, somewhat different types of custodial accounts that an adult sets up on behalf of a minor. The UTMA is pretty much an extension of the UGMA, which allows the transfer of certain assets to a minor. All assets in these accounts are basically turned over to the beneficiary between the ages of 18 to 21. So as a parent, this kind of scares me, to be honest. Imagine you're saving for your child's college and there's always the possibility of those funds being used for something other than college. Now, I still want to present these accounts to you because there are some benefits to having these. Still, when it comes to college purposes and educational purposes, I personally would not set up an UGMA or an UTMA. Unlike 529 plans and ESAs, you cannot transfer a designated beneficiary's UGMA or UTMA account to another person. Ultimately, the designated minor owns the assets within these accounts. 
I know, it's hard to digest as a parent or even continue listening to why I'm talking about the Agma and the Atma. Of course, you could have a little Warren Buffett in the making and all would be fine, right? However, one of the drawbacks on these accounts for education is that these funds can have an impact on the amount of financial aid the beneficiary receives. Financial aid is generally reduced by 20% of the Ugma slash Utma balance. So if you have money in this Ugma or this Utma account, financial aid takes into consideration how much is in this. Unlike the ESAs and the uh, 529 plans where having money in those types of accounts have minimal impact on how much financial aid will be granted to the student. So now you're probably asking, what are the benefits, right? Well, these accounts are nice for parents with any level of income to provide a decent savings account for their children where you can save and invest. You have the benefit of a wide variety of investment choices. However, be mindful of gift tax on any contributions made in excess of $14,000 for single filers and $28,000 for joint filers. Also, there are some tax benefits to having an UGMA and an UDMA. You don't have to worry about paying a penalty if the funds in the account are not used for educational-related expenses. The withdrawals just have to benefit the minor, such as college visits, a car for the minor to get to work, summer camp, and etc. Again, this is where a tax professional can be of good use. I do like the idea of a parent being able to transfer assets to their child in the most tax-efficient way, and I think that will be something I'll cover in the future. In the meantime, do, do, do consult a tax professional if you choose to go down the UGMA or the UTMA path for saving for college. And really, consult a tax professional when you want to use a 529 plan or an ESA. You know, that's money well spent just to give you the education and the answers to any questions that you may have. Okay, now you've heard me talk about some of the different educational savings vehicles out there and wondering, what would I do? What does the BFI household do for their kids? And it all depends if we're able to maximize our tax benefits. I like both the Coverdale ESA and the 529 plans, but as a Georgia resident, I would have to lean towards the Georgia 529 plan. Remember, I like the 529 plan if and only if you are able to get some state tax deduction. For instance, in the state of Georgia, contributions to the Georgia 529 plan are deductible up to $2,000 per beneficiary per year for single filers and $4,000 per year per beneficiary for those filing a joint return. Now that's a really great way for us to keep more of our hard-earned money, to keep more of our hard-earned money in our pockets while supporting the financial obligation of our children's future education. The Georgia 529 plan called Path to College offers decent investment options with acceptable fees that you can use to save for college. And putting $100 away in something as simple as what they call the guaranteed option investment would save you taxes and get a guaranteed low return on your dollars. Georgia's 529 guaranteed option clearly states 
quote, the minimum effective annual interest rate will be neither less than 1% nor greater than 3% at any time. That's better than your typical bank savings account, especially when you consider the state tax deduction, right? So if you're a resident of Georgia and you have a toddler or even a newborn, there are plenty of decent investment choices available in the Path to College uh, Georgia 529 plan. There are balanced options consisting of half bonds and half stocks. This is what we use. There are age-based options that become more conservative as your child grows. And there are aggressive options that offer a majority, if not a 100% equity portfolio, meaning all stocks. Personally, I would go with the balanced option, seeing as how 18 years or 16 or 15 years is enough to get a decent return, but just short enough to stay conservative. If this was a 30 or 40 year investment, I would definitely lean more towards equities, like more towards stocks. Then again, I'm not sure that I'd want my child staying 30 or 40 years with me before going to college, right? Like this is only a 15, 16, 17, 18 year investment. This is not one of those 30, 40 year retirement plans. And so, yeah, this is what we use for our children because we are residents of Georgia. And so far, we've been very, very happy uh, creating a path to college account for our child. And I have written a specific post on the Georgia 529 path to college plan. And I will make sure to link to that post in the show notes. If you're a resident of Georgia, I highly recommend that you go check out this post. I think it's one of the the better posts, not just saying that because I wrote it, but I show you guys what we're doing and I'm trying to update it periodically to show you where the investment is and how it's doing because we are sticking with the balanced option of half bonds and half stocks. I think this is going to be key for us over the next 17 to 18 years for getting that educational fund to where we want it to be uh, before our little one turns 18 and goes off to college, you know, and if she doesn't well we can transfer that 529 plan to another child so that's why we're sticking with a college savings plan because of the ability to transfer it to another child you know we're hoping at least one of our kids do go to college to to benefit from what we're saving in the 529 plan one further note i would like to add about the coverdell esa and 529 plans is in regard to penalties uh, this is really important. Typically, non-qualified withdrawals have a 10% penalty along with paying income tax on any earnings. This penalty could go up, folks. And so you got to be careful. Do not abuse these educational plans. These are for college and your children's education. If your child gets a scholarship, you actually get to avoid the penalty when you make a withdrawal, but you still pay income tax on earnings. These savings accounts make for a pretty good uh, saving vehicle for just about any scenario that may arise when your child begins life after high school. If you decide to start one of these college savings accounts, be sure to check with a tax or financial professional. You need to understand the advantages and disadvantages of these accounts. As always, I am available via email. If you subscribe, if you have any questions or comments, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, truly, truly, thank you to all those who have left reviews, provided feedback. Happy holidays. Be safe and remember to live below your means. 
budget everything and keep pushing towards financial independence. You got this. Have many great and purposeful days ahead of you. Happy New Year. And until we meet again, remember you can achieve financial independence. <laughs>